Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Smart journalism. Fascinating topics. Words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing, and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish. Streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony DeLisandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like, da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like, it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me, like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it gonna like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. This is My Guys of the Desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. Hey, everybody. Welcome into My Guys in the Desert. I'm Stormy Bonantoni, live from Circa Sportsbook in Las Vegas, and we've got a really fun show on tap today. Happy Monday to everybody except for the Pittsburgh Steelers. We'll get to that in just a little bit. But a good lineup with who we've got on the show, as always. Mondays with Michael. Michael Lombardi, former NFL executive, host of the Lombardi line, will join us in a little bit. We'll have Jimmy Vaccaro and Vinny Maiulo, my guys at the South Point, on. Give us the book's perspective and tell us where the money's going with this Monday night football game coming up. Rams headed down to Santa Clara to take on the 49ers as three-and-a-half-point favorites. And later on in the show, so you want to make sure you stick around for the whole hour, Steve Buchanan, our DraftKings NFL analyst, is going to give us some good prop betting opportunities for the primetime game. So let's dive right in, though, with our top five stories we need to know, things that impact us as better, starting with why I hate the Pittsburgh Steelers right now. It's because of what they did to myself as well as everybody else that pits, that picked Pittsburgh in their survivor pools yesterday. I Absolutely insane ending. And really a start as well on Saturday because any of you that picked in in Circa like I did, you have to submit your pick at 2 in the afternoon, whatever it is. But an hour after we submitted our picks, the news came out that Ben Roethlisberger had COVID-19. It would not be available. I don't think any of us, the 248 there on the list, would have still selected the Steelers had we known that Mason Rudolph would be in. And then not only is it a loss, but it's a tie, which is still a loser, 16-16, absolutely brutal and this is the third straight week of survivor carnage over a span of 15 days total 
Here at Circa, you've gone from 2,131 contestants to 74 remaining. The Steelers and Ravens, the two big knockout punches this week, but crazy. I just want to wait for the Lions to end their losing streak, too, by the way. 16-16 tie. In addition to Ben Roethlisberger on the COVID-19 list, now it appears Minka Fitzpatrick also tested positive. Both TBD on the game against the Chargers this coming week. Chargers four-and-a-half-point favorites at home, by the way, on Sunday night football. Keeping it rolling here. The goal this week for the Carolina Panthers is for Cam Newton to start against the Washington football team. Head coach Matt Rule told reporters earlier today if he's not ready, P.J. Walker will be available again. But Newton's getting the majority of the starting reps in practice this week, and the hope is he can digest enough of the playbook in time. A limited package yesterday against the Cardinals. Newton had a passing touchdown and a rushing touchdown. We all know how dangerous that guy can be inside the five-yard line. Carolina favored by three and a half at home this week against their former head coach, Ron Rivera who his team just beat up on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, so should be a fun one down there in Charlotte. A quick injury roundup, significant, notable injuries coming out of Sunday. Ron Rivera, we'll stick with that, confirmed this morning that Chase Young is done for the season. He didn't reveal the exact nature of his injury, but NFL insiders have said that it's a torn ACL. Uh, tough ending to a somewhat tough season for a guy who's just a year removed from defensive rookie of the year. Um, just one and a half sacks on the season for him. Also, Baker Mayfield, we know he's played through a number of injuries throughout the course of this season. Added a knee to the list in the third quarter of yesterday's rough loss to the New England Patriots. Browns head coach Kevin Stefanski said Mayfield's day today, but they feel good about where he was at this morning. They're going to monitor him throughout the course of the week, but a post-game x-ray did reveal no internal damage. Um, good there structurally for him. Browns minus 10 at home this week against the Lions. An MRI also revealed that Packers running back Aaron Jones has a mild MCL sprain, so he's going to miss at least one to two weeks. Good news, though, for the squad that they're not going to have to place him on the IR, which would make him miss at least three. Um, so the injury not as bad for the stud back as initially feared. Also, Tua Tonga-Vailoa's entry into Miami's stunning Thursday night football victory over the Baltimore Ravens appears not too short-lived. It looks like he will get the start once again this week in Week 11 against the New York Jets. Miami three-point road favorites in New York. But Brian Flores said today Tua's finger is in good enough shape to get the start. Jacoby Brissett was, of course, knocked out of the game Thursday with a knee injury. Tua entered, completed 8-13 passes for 158 yards. Also extended their lead with a touchdown run from a yard out. So Tua time is back in Miami. And it's also time for us to talk about Monday Night Football tonight. As I mentioned, the Rams going down to Santa Clara to take on the San Francisco 49ers. 49ers, three and a half point home dogs at Levi Stadium. And we all know it's been a rough one for my Niners this year. They're 0-3 in the NFC West. 0-4 at home straight up and against the spread. 2-6 ATS this season. But hey, the Rams have also been disappointing against the spread this year. 4-5. Both teams have five games go to the over this season. Total in this one, 50.5. And, and both teams trying to bounce back. The Rams looking to rebound from that loss at Tennessee last week. That was their first loss since week one. Matt Stafford threw a couple of ugly picks early. And now they're also without... Wide receiver Robert Woods, but they do have their newest addition, their new toy, Odell Beckham Jr., who it looks like, all things considering, Sean McVay says that he should be, he was optimistic that OBJ would play. We'll see what the workload is like. Same thing, though, for Von Miller, 
Barring a setback in warm-ups, game-time decision for Vaughn returning from injury to have his first game as an L.A. Ram. Also of note, in terms of injuries, defensive backs Dante Dion, Darius Williams are both questionable, as is starting center Brian Allen, who's working through an elbow injury on the 49ers injury side. That defense has been pretty beaten up. They're still without edge rusher D. Ford for at least the next two weeks in their secondary just losing depth left and right. Tart already on IR, but Tavion Wilson and Drake Kirkpatrick both out. Jimmy Ward questionable. Defensive tackle Maurice Hurst is out. And offensively, wide receiver Mohamed Sanu um, as well. George Kittle did come back last week, though. See what kind of an impact he can make. Hopefully hold on to the football. And I know a lot of people are analyzing this game and thinking about, oh, well, look at what the 49ers did to the Rams last year, Rams haven't beat the 49ers since 2018. I think that we've all seen this season that it's a very different L.A. Rams team. And while stranger things have happened, it's been a freaking crazy year in the NFL. Like I said, carnage the last three weeks with big favorites going down. I just, the way that I look at this team, this game, and I'm not just saying that as a, a fan that has had a rough go of it with San Francisco. I really don't believe in them in this spot against the Rams. My dad's probably going to listen to this and scream at me. Anyways, speaking of teams that we're wondering whether or not they're good, I have a list of them as we try to just figure out this NFL season and teams that have these monster showings and these big wins or not, but are they good? I don't know. So here we go. Are they good? Starting with the Kansas City Chiefs. They've gone from worst to first in the AFC West. Three straight wins. They're now minus 115 favorites to win the AFC West. Plus 500 to win the AFC. And Kansas City looked about as good as they possibly could yesterday against the Raiders. It was the Kansas City of old. But are they good? I'm not buying it yet. I mean, like, I get that it was vintage Patrick Mahomes, 400 yards, five touchdowns, no picks. Even the defense showed up 41-14 win over the Vegas Raiders here. But their three wins, I'm looking at their schedule against the Giants, barely. The Raiders, who we all know are reeling with on and off field issues. And a Green Bay team without Aaron Rodgers. So I'm not believing in the streak. I'm not believing in the hype. Like, let me see a couple games of consistency. Like, all they've shown me throughout the course of this season to tell me who they are is inconsistent, is turnover-prone. They've struggled mightily against good teams. And they've got a good team coming up. Casey hosts the Cowboys at Arrowhead on Sunday. Game of the week to many. Chiefs two-and-a-half-point favorites in this game. So how about you show me something about Dallas uh, against Dallas, and then we'll talk, Chiefs. Then we'll talk. Another one, are they good? The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, latest big favorite to lose outright, right? We talked about it already against the Washington football team. They were 6-1 and one to open the season, but back-to-back losses now. Yesterday, they were 10-point favorites, lose by 10. So are they good? I think this is a for sure yes, personally. I am not worried at all about Tom Brady and Tampa Bay. They're plus 650 to win the Super Bowl, plus 300 to win the NFC. If they were to miss the playoffs. That's where you're getting plus money. It's it's not going to happen. This is a very good Bucks team. I know it was a rough start to that game. Brady turned it over on two of the first three drives, but those outings are not the norm. Also, wait until you get A.B. and Gronk back. Taylor Heineke, for whatever reason, plays really good against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We saw it in the postseason last year. Um, he had a good day. 13 of his completions yesterday went for first down. So the Bucks get their defense right. I have a lot of faith in them. Are they good? I think yes. How about the Carolina Panthers, though? So 
they come out and dominate the Cardinals in Arizona, right? Final 34 to 10. Cam Newton's back. He's screaming, I'm back to everybody. Five and five on the year now. They're in the seven seed spot in the NFC to make the playoffs. Are they good? Now, I had a very public breakup with this team, as we all remember recently. And as I was watching the game against the Cardinals, all I was kind of thinking to myself was they reminded me of that ex-boyfriend that when, as soon as you start doing good, you feel like everything's fine. You don't have them in your mind anymore. They send you that I miss you text, right? Like that is the Panthers trying to slide back in the DMs and get us to believe in them again. And I don't know, like it, it's, it's a tough go here. Panthers obviously have a great defense still. That hasn't gone away. Their Swiss Army knife, Christian McCaffrey's healthy again. Could Cam be the missing piece that gets them over the hump? I don't know. He does have unmatched charisma. Like, like him or hate him, his presence is unparalleled to anybody in the National Football League. I just don't think I can drink the Kool-Aid yet. You know, I got I to gotta stand my ground on the breakup for a little bit longer. Um, Panthers hosting the Washington football team, as I said, have their their old head coach, Ron Rivera, back in Carolina as three-and-a-half-point favorites. And, hey, everybody, the holidays are coming up, and v Black Friday offer is here as well. Right now, when you sign up for our $99 midseason football special, you'll also receive a $20 credit to the v store. Get all of our expert sports betting analysis, insights, and data for the rest of the football season, plus 20 bucks to buy v sports betting hats, shirts, mugs, other great gear you can get. Brent Musburger's face on your chest. All good stuff. But make sure you hurry because this is a limited one-time offer. So sign up now for the perfect sports betting holiday gift at vcin.com slash subscribe. On the other side of the break, the wildest moments of the college football weekend and our guys Jimmy and Vinny join us at the South Point. Stick around. You won't want to miss it on My Guys in the Desert. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, are like, you know, it's Creighton, you don't watch Creighton. And I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, not gonna, the not the Big East tournament. They're, well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That, like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a is a good team. Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> and then they're never at any of and those. Then never, yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Durk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? See the whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. 
I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun! Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. Oh, my friends love it. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscored.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billy's vocals. It was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. to my guys in the desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back, everybody. This segment of My Guys in the Desert brought to you by Zinn Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray. No more spit cups. No batteries to charge or leaky equipment to deal with either. Zinn Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 varieties like spearmint, wintergreen, citrus, and many more. And for your convenience, each variety now comes in two strengths, so you can easily find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zinn, America's number one nicotine pouch, is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, meaning it's never been easier to find your Zinn. So head on over to Zinn.com slash find to locate a store near you. That's Z-Y-N.com slash F-I-N-D. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Back here at Circus Sportsbook, and we've talked already on the show about all the craziness in the NFL, where there were some hysterics in college football this weekend, as well as we look at our wildest moments from college football Saturday, starting with the Kansas Jayhawks as 31-point underdogs upsetting Texas at home in overtime. Just an embarrassing loss for Texas, but what fun it was for Kansas. 57-56 final. Nobody believes in defense anymore, but good for the Rock Chalk Jayhawks. Also, number 13, Baylor upsetting Oklahoma. The Bears pulling off just a convincing upset in this one on Saturday. Dominated on both sides of the ball, a 27-14 win. Bears quarterback carried the day for the offense, 224 total yards and three scores for Gary there. The biggest storyline, however, Oklahoma's defense or lack thereof. I don't know why nobody wanted to play defense this week. I can't really explain it. And maybe my favorite or just not favorite, depending on which side you were on wagering, Boise State in Wyoming seemed like it was all locked up. The Boise State's going to cover his two-touchdown favorite. Rongo Bongo, because with 16 seconds left, Wyoming decides, oh, I'm going to do a little dump off here. That ends up going for 74 yards and a touchdown. 
Wyoming ends up covering the plus 13 and a half, but oh, wild one final in that game, 23-13. We'll continue our fun on the program with our guys, Jimmy Vaccaro and Vinny Maiulo, joining us from the South Point, taking us behind the counter. A third straight winning week for you guys at the books. It's been insanity. So many big favorites going down, the underdogs, the unders. So, Jimmy, what's been more unpredictable? Is it college football or is it NFL? Because it's been wild on both sides. Well, stormy weather for a million years. It was always the uh, the NF the NCAA because obviously you're dealing with kids, so you talk about unpredictable. I mean, so it was like never from Sunday, you know, from Saturday to Saturday. Like even with this Texas game, you know, they should fire the Texas coach and give the Kansas job his his job just to go over to Texas. <laughs> but I tell you what, kid, I've been around this track my whole life. You talk about unpredictable. You tell me anything that makes any sense with the NFL kid, you could have my job and I'll take yours. Stormy, how much did you, how much did you have a 30 to one on, on Kansas the other day against Texas? Oh, if only, <laughs> if only let me cash that bad boy. How many tickets did you even have on Kansas? You could probably count it. One, zero. I think they took the points. I'm not, I don't even know if there was uh, Jimmy, anybody take uh, Kansas on the money line? About a thousand dollars total. There was <laughs> always, you know, you always get people doing it. And obviously now it, it paid off after all these years, yeah. but, uh, and you know, the best part of that game, the guy went for two. That and that shows some nerves. So yeah. good for him. I really yeah. you know, now I go for two after the team come back from 35-14 down, mm -hmm. and then now they tie. You figure Texas is going to win easy, and the kid went for two. I give him a lot of credit for that one. Yeah, we've seen so much unpredictability really in both Stormy. I mean, and, but particularly college, uh, it, no lead is safe, right? Look mm -hmm. at I mean Auburn is another example the other day against Mississippi State. Uh, we saw uh, Wake Forest a couple of weeks ago against uh, North Carolina as well. So unpredictability, but that's uh, actually uh, pretty good for business uh, from our perspective. Yeah, I, I know, I know. But, I mean, some of the crazy ones in the NFL, I still can't get over the Jags <laughs> beating the Bills last week 9-6. Grosses me out. But tonight, we'll see if it happens again because it's another one of those interesting spots with the Rams as favorites against the 49ers on Monday Night Football. What's the betting action looking like tonight for the primetime game? Well, let's tell you, Stormy, as we talk about every week, uh, usually the carryover is a real pain in the butt come Monday because you have so many sides that are still live from the previous Thursday up until the Monday night game. But in this case, because we, we, we got our ass kicked on Saturday, but on Sunday, believe me, it was triple plus for everything that we did here. So when you have that type of Sunday, it wipes out most of the teasers in partly. So uh, your liability on Monday was this is the lowest liability we've had only because we had such a big day with the NFL. And when you when you beat a marquee team early on, like like Tampa Bay, I mean, mm -hmm. it just, I just can't even explain to you how, how strong that is because you beat the teasers, you beat the money line, you beat the side, you beat the first half, you beat the second half. So those games are golden. You don't get many of them, but that was a monster. This game tonight, Stormy, opened four here at the South Point, down to three and a half. And again, uh, probably you know, go back and forth. I mean, I think there's going to be uh, probably more favorite uh, money coming in. We mm -hmm. were just with Chris Andrews a little while ago, Jimmy and I, and uh, uh, certainly contemplating uh, uh, perhaps going back up. Also, uh, the game up to 50 and a half. It got as high as 51 on the total uh, off of the 49 and a half opener. And again, uh, the other part of it, it makes it special too. It's Monday night. So added proposition bets, Sunday night and Monday night, uh, Thursday, Sunday, and Monday, you can really amplify the betting mm -hmm. menu, Jimmy, with added propositions. And you sprinkle in the NBA now in college basketball. It just 
boost everything else that's around you. So we'll do our normal business tonight, you know, on the NFL game. But I'm going to tell you what, it's an extra little prod for people who come here. Well, they're sitting here. It says, well, you know, let me make a $40 yeah. parley on the NCAA. The NCAA on, on the weekend was just incredible. I mean, the college basketball. Mm -hmm. We are in for a beginning of what I would consider a record year, as me and you talked about, yeah, you know, a few weeks ago. It's insane the amount of business that we've been writing lately. Well, and that's something I was actually going to ask you guys about because obviously NFL is king and we see pro football and college football get a ton of the action. But now you've got college hoops and HL. Um, you got the NBA going as well in full mm -hmm. swing at this point. Like how is the action around some of those other sports outside of the NFL? Very surprisingly, very good uh, story. I mean, typically they do well. Uh, they did well when there was no football. But now we've got football between college and pro almost every day of the week. So the folks have really gotten more involved with cross-sport parlays. Now, you as a better can specialize, right? I mean, obviously, we're focused on the majority of the handle coming in on uh, on the uh, on uh, football and college and pro football, but we can't ignore what goes on in the no. NBA and the NHL and college basketball, which has been very good, by the way, for the mm -hmm. better. So taking points, right, Jimmy? We can't uh, we can't fall asleep because if we do, we're going to pay for it. You mean we'll wake up on Las Vegas Boulevard? <laughs> That's right. Can't okay. get caught sleeping, fellas. Can't get caught sleeping. <laughs> hey, third week also of the new CFP rankings coming out. So getting ahead of it, Vinny, just how Saturday, how did Saturday's games impact your power ratings moving forward this week? Yeah, not much uh, to the top three, Stormy. I still have Georgia, Bama, and Ohio State, and I think that'll probably run true to form. And again, you know, we, we power ratings are much different than polls, as we've talked about. I did have Oklahoma number four last week, but after this weekend, uh, you could make a you can make a case for Oklahoma State. Notre Dame was playing very good too, and I know they lost to Cincinnati in a close game. And Michigan, Michigan has been a, a pleasant surprise. And again, they they lost a couple of weeks ago, a tough one to Michigan State after being on top. But for me, Georgia, Bama, and Ohio. State and uh, Jimmy, I think you can sprinkle in uh, several other teams as I mentioned. Yeah, for but from a business standpoint, tell Cincinnati to stay home. Give me Notre Dame yeah. or Michigan to be in that. It'll mean about another 10% higher than you normally would do because call it like it is, they love to see the Michigans and Notre Dame would be an absolute monster. I would vote for them to be in it from a business standpoint. Well, I'm curious your guys' thoughts on the Oregon Ducks. Then, do you have any liability on them at 25 to one? Because, like, I, they're sitting there every week in the rankings so far. I don't, not, not real liability with Oregon. I mean, you know what? People are kind of they have a little fatigue maybe with the Pac-12. And uh, again, if, if me, so folks want to take me a too. chance, you know, <laughs> I'm just saying uh, there's there's eight teams. Uh, that it'd be favored uh, in our power ratings uh, over Oregon. And one little thing, it does make a little difference, not as much as it used to, Oregon's West Coast. So you had to be up to 1 o'clock in the morning to watch the Saturday Saturday night game at time, depending, you know, who they played and at what time. So it does hurt them a little mm -hmm. bit, only because they are out there and most people are sleeping. Yeah. Jimmy, you got to stay up. I was on the Ducks game on Saturday. got to stay up for me, man. Help me out. What? Well, I didn't make did. it to halftime. Well, we did, but we 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 met, we knew there was no uh, there was no interaction. It was not uh, the Wild Kingdom, uh, <laughs> uh, page two this time. No uh, no critters <laughs> on the it. field. No fox on the field. They got to get a live <laughs> duck out there sometime wow. next time. <laughs> uh, you know what? Go ahead. Uh, what well, Stormy? Uh, you know what am I going to tell you? It's football. We love it, uh, but uh, Oregon is pushed to the side. Yep. No doubt about it. No worries at all. Well, before I let you guys go, I got to get an update on the South Point jackpot card. What can you tell us? 
24000 for a $5 bet. People love it. And each year it goes up and up and up. We turn uh, 70% of the money back mm -hmm. that we take into next week. So it's a lot of fun for a $5 bill. And you know what? Even if you lose, come and see me. I'll buy you a buffet. Started at 10000 and that tie yesterday with the Steelers and uh. the uh, the Alliance, uh, really, uh, that's what uh, has had it roll over to 24000 That game, guys, that game, that was my survivor <laughs> pick this week. So I'm, oh, I'm, in, I'm in with that camp. Yeah, not a good one. But sorry. for as sad as I have been, you guys certainly raised my spirits today. Thanks for coming on again. I appreciate you guys. Take care, Stormy. Well done. That's Vinny Maiulo and Jimmy Vaccaro, my guys at the South Point. And stick with us because in just a little bit, Mondays with Michael roll on. Michael Lombardi, former NFL executive, host of the Lombardi Line, joins us. And our Be Better updates, were they or weren't they any better? You won't want to miss it. Stick around. More My Guys. This is VSIM, the Sports Betting Network. Listen to my guys in the desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of CityCast designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. There are CityCast in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, LA, and now New York. Subscribe to your local CityCast wherever you get your podcast. Back here on My Guys in the Desert, live from Las Vegas, it is time for our Monday edition of Be Better, Did They or Didn't They? So last week I asked Josh Allen, the Cowboys offense, and the Raiders all to be better. So who did it? Josh Allen, I'm giving you a big fat yes, my friend, because last week against the Jags, you couldn't get in the end zone once offensively. And this week against the Jets, drive number one, ended the drought, got in there. Bills built up a 38-3 lead over the Jets by the third quarter. And Allen set a new high in passing yards this week, 366 yards. Two touchdowns, did throw a pick, but a win's a win. 21 fantasy points in the bank, baby, and the Bills are back. I'm taking it. As for the Cowboys offense, I'm giving you a heck yes because I asked you to be better, and you said, no, 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 sir. We're not going to be better. We're going to be the best. Back to the NFL's top-ranked unit, a 43-3 clinic was put on the Falcons at Jerry World with a huge response from the Denver loss last week where they were shut out 30-3 in the third quarter. Dak, nearly 300 yards, two touchdowns in the air to C.D. Lamb. Also, another touchdown on the ground. Zeke Elliott got in the end zone twice. How about them Cowboys? You are better. The Las Vegas Raiders, oh, I'm going to give them a womp, womp, womp. 41-14, loss to the Chiefs. Oh, we got that on the graphic, too. Womp, womp. I love it. Um, Chiefs had their best game of the season. Raiders had their worst. They were out coach, out scheme. Defense just had no answer for Patrick Mahomes in the past game. 23 passes for first downs Patty Mahomes had. And I, I just keep looking back to that Deshaun Jackson fumble in the third quarter instead of just running straight, potentially getting a touchdown, making the three-point game. Chiefs have the ball taking it to the other side. Not too happy there. But since it is Monday, we're about to get much happier. Monday's with Michael. Michael Lombardi, former NFL executive, host of the Lombardi Line, joins us now. How are we doing, Michael? We're doing good, Stormy. How are you? You all ready for the big game tonight? I know you're a 49er fan tonight. Are your teams going to show up or what? What are we going to do? I'm actually dreading it very, very much so. What are, what's your opinion on this game? Because I get that the past couple years, the 49ers have gotten the better of this matchup. The Rams haven't beat them since 2018. But the 49ers are a bad team this year. The Rams should handle business, no? 
Well, I mean, I think this is really one of those games like Minnesota, like Washington yesterday, where, you know, the, the, the home team here, in, in, in this case, the, the 49ers, this is their season. I mean, if they don't win this game, they might as well pack it in. And so I, I think that they're going to have everything in their arsenal to try to win this game. I think it's going to be a really hard game for the Rams. On paper, it looks like an easy game. But, you know, that 49er defense, which didn't show up against Colt McCoy last week, needs to show up today and, and really expose the, the offensive line of the Rams. I mean, and that's what the Titans did last week. That's what the 49ers have to do this week. Well, and I think odds makers agree with you that it's going to be a close contest with that number much shorter than I would have had initially on it. Uh, but, yeah, that's kind of what I was going to ask you, though. Do you think that the 49ers can pull off, a, you know, Dolphins over the Ravens or a Bills or the Jags over the Bills type of a game? Because the NFL has been so crazy this year. I guess anything can happen. Well, I definitely think they can. You know, they can't turn the ball over, and they've got to play better defense. I mean, look, they've lost twice to Arizona. They've lost to Seattle already in their own stadium. They can't afford to lose another game. And and to me, you know, if they lose this game, and Kyle Shanahan's not going to want to hear it, but everybody's going to want to play Trey Lance because it's gone the next year. And I'm not sure he wants to deal with having to play with Trey Lance and all the next year. I think this is a truly must-must-win game. Yeah, love that mentality. And I, I hope, I hope that the 49ers do it. Obviously, they are my team. What involvement do you anticipate us seeing from Odell Beckham Jr., his first game, we're thinking, as an L.A. Ram? Well, I think he'll get the ball on the, on the, on the first five plays of the game. They'll get him the ball somehow to make him feel part of it. You know, and I think they'll try to keep him involved in the offense as much as they can with Woods being out. You know, they don't have a lot of depth on this Ram team, so – I'm sure they're going to tell him what to do in the huddle, remind him of where his splits are and all that stuff and try to get the most that they possibly can out of him because you got to feel like they're going to take Cooper Cup away and the ball's going to go somewhere. It's got to go either to Jefferson or to Beckham. Yeah, well, you got to get him involved, right? Otherwise, they'll start crying about it. No, that was a bad joke. I'm sorry. That's mean. Hey, listen, I told you already I need therapy for the for everything with the 49ers, but I really need it this week because I had the Steelers in Survivor this week, and it's just You brutal. and everybody. You, you, you and everybody. I mean, look, I, I mean, the Survivor, things were smoothing along pretty well, and then all of a sudden – the, you know, Greg Roman doesn't know how to handle blitz zero down in Miami. There goes all the Baltimore backers. Everybody who took Arizona out in the desert yesterday being the home team. And then a lot of people took the Steelers. And unfortunately, that game ended up at a tie, which cost you the game. So it's hard. Look, this has been a crazy, crazy month of the season where you would suspect teams wouldn't play as hard, yet they really are. I just don't know if I'm like more sickened by the way that the Steelers handled that game or by the Lions just – if you're in this situation, how do you not just just win it outright, right? Like, just get the job done. You had ample chances. They tried, chances. Stormy. They tried. They couldn't make a kick. They tried. Ugh. Trust me, they tried. They couldn't make a kick. I mean, as bad as the Lions are this year, they should have two wins. They should have won that game, and they should have beaten Baltimore. And, frankly, you know, they had Minnesota down to the wire. I mean, they were going to eliminate – I'll tell you what, they would have taken a lot of, a lot of people out in the game against Minnesota, Minnesota had them beat. They had Minnesota beat. Minnesota kicks that 60-yard field goal to come back. All right, well, let's talk about some happier things. How much were you just reveling in this Patriots-Browns game and the performance that Mac Jones had on one end and your guy Baker Mayfield on the other? Total opposite ends of the spectrum in that one. Well, well, I, I think this. Look, I, I think that, you know, Mac Jones is getting better, and I think Baker Mayfield's a product of the system. I think we see that. And I think when he doesn't have Chubb behind him, I think it's really hard on him. He's not going to carry a team. And 
you know, for me, I think that game was a reminder that Baker Mayfield's not a $30 million a year player. You know, he plays the position of quarterback, which generates that much money, but he doesn't deliver as you would think. And it's really one of the hardest positions to be in as a team, because, you know, we, the, the question is, if you don't have Baker, who do you have? Well, you better find somebody because if you pay him 30, 35 million a year, you're not going to have enough room to really support him like you need to. Well, and he's been so injury prone right now. He's dealing with a knee. Right. And I mean, look, he can't see in the pocket. What people don't understand about Baker Mayfield is he's not tall. You know, he's, he's like Kyler Murray. They're both small. They're both six feet tall. And when he gets back there and he has to play under, when he has to play in shotgun and, and people are pressuring him inside, like the, like the Patriots did, he doesn't have the ability to see down the field. Yesterday, I mean, I watched the tape of the game this morning. He's got a seam route wide open early in the game. He just doesn't throw it because he doesn't see it. Yeah, no question. Uh, another, I guess, smaller guy. Well, we can just stay on that trend. Russell Wilson and the Seahawks shut out by the Packers. First time in Russell's career that he's been shut out 10 years in the league. Um, is this a situation where are the, are the Seahawks done? Because even with Russ earlier in the season, they were two and three to start things going. Without him, they were just brutal. And now we don't know what they really look like. You know, I, I thought they would win yesterday. I, I, I didn't anticipate Russell being as bad as he was in terms of coming back. I thought they would play a lot better. I thought that was their last stand game. I call those the custard games where you got to have a stand, you know, that your season's going to go down the drain if you don't make those plays. And they didn't. And now they, you know, now they come home, they've got to play an Arizona team. That's probably going to be really healthy when they play them. I think what's been impressive about the, the Seahawks is their defense is playing much better. The defense that was really bad earlier in the year is improving, but unfortunately the offensive line hasn't come through and Russell did not play well yesterday. I mean, he had a chance it's 10 to nothing in the fourth quarter. He's got a chance to get them back down the field, make a 10 70 throws a horrible interception and in double coverage. Yeah. It's been a tough one for them. Three and six now on the year um, and just going down, down in the NFC West that, you know, we thought at the beginning of the season, Seahawks could be one of the best teams in the NFC West. And it was going to be such a gauntlet in that division it just really hasn't been the case. Um, we'll go to the AFC West, though, because one of those games I talked about leading into you is Raiders-Chiefs. Are you necessarily buying the Chiefs right now? Because obviously they looked fantastic, right? Patrick Mahomes was Patrick Mahomes. But I don't know if I've seen them fix everything in one game. No, I, I'm not buying it. Look, I thought the Raider defense played them the way that makes them healthy. They played a lot of cover for the middle of the field was, was closed, like playing cover three when most people have been playing a lot of cover two against them and forcing them, you know, they let Tyreek Hill get going a little bit. They let, they let Kelsey make some plays. I, I didn't think I, I've never bought the Raiders defense as a true, that they've really improved defensively from scheme to personnel. So, but I will say this about the chiefs. And I think you have to give them credit. They have improved defensively the last mm -hmm. four weeks. You know, they have played much better defensively. And, and even though nobody's paid attention to it, their, their offense has really been the bigger issue than their defense. Yeah, I agree with you there. They are the shortest odds still to win the AFC West at minus 115. They've got the Cowboys coming up this week, and I think that'll be a good test of seeing, okay, where are you really? Yep, that's true. And I think that, you know, the way the Cowboys played yesterday, they played a really complete game, put a lot of pressure on Matt Ryan, caused a lot of trouble. And, you know, the, the Cowboys came through. Their offense was balanced. They made the place. They had a game, and that game was over at halftime. Great stuff, as always, Michael. I appreciate you coming on with us.
Thanks, Stormy. Good That's, luck tonight. Thank you. You too. That's Michael Lombardi, host of the Lombardi Line here on VEASAN. Great insight each and every day on the Lombardi Line with him and Patrick Maher. When we come back, we continue our Monday Night Football Talk with DraftKings analyst Steve Buchanan. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying cows are bust. You can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my That's my dance, <laughs> Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids. But I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony DeLisandro. Billy's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it gonna, like that's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. You're listening to My Guys in the Desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. Download.
download the free OddsTrader.com app to compare betting odds from licensed sportsbooks, access injury reports, in-game action, and much more when you go to OddsTrader.com. As we welcome you back here on My Guys in the Desert. I feel like I said odds weird. Like I have an accent. Odds. Hey, see, 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 got it. No, okay, I'll cut it off. Anyways, who doesn't love a little overreaction? Monday, we're taking a look at some of the bigger picture line movements and adjustments from odds makers this week. Starting with the Seahawks, their odds to make the playoffs entered the weekend at plus 175 to make the postseason, now sitting at 300 plus 300. We all know Seattle just had that ugly loss to the Packers. We just talked about it with Michael, and I'm, I'm buying this movement. I do think that they deserve to drop. They're at the bottom of the NFC West, off to their worst start as a team since 2011. That was the first time Russell Wilson has been shut out in his career as a starting quarterback, and I, I know he shouldered a lot of the blame for the loss, but this just in general is not the Seattle team that we expected. Two and three to start the year with Wilson. It's been tough. Um, yeah, we thought at the beginning NFC West is going to be four teams to make the playoffs. That was one of my bold predictions to start the year. That was not the case, and it's it's been a tough go for Seattle. Mac Jones is gaining way on Jamar Chase for the Offensive Rookie of the Year this season. Last week, he was at plus 300. Now we see him at plus 125 behind Chase there at plus 110. And again, I see why the movement occurred here. I do think maybe it's a little overzealous. Jones had a tremendous day against the Browns. He has gotten better and better every week. But last week, 198 yards, three touchdowns, fourth straight win now for the Pats. And Chase had a bye and is coming off back-to-back games now where he had below 50 yards. So I get it. But I will tell you, Mac Jones still has a 13-7 to touchdown-to-interception ratio, and Jamar Chase is still on pace to break a number of rookie uh, a r- number of rookie records in receiving. Like he has 835 yards, seven touchdowns, and is averaging 19 yards per reception right now. So I still like Jamar Chase in this spot if he continues on that trend. We have a new favorite also in Coach of the Year odds. Mike Brabel sitting there at plus 400. It was at plus 750, while Cliff Kingsbury was the favorite at plus 450. And I don't remember if it was Lombardi or who it was that was telling us on the program that they think Brabel should be Coach of the Year. Or for what he's doing. like, And I think it's warranted, especially if the Titans continue to roll teams without Derrick Henry. I mean, not that they rolled this week, but I, another big win back-to-back weeks now without their star feature back. So, yeah, I'm buying it. All the all that, that big picture, picture move I'm on board with. Time to welcome in our DraftKings NFL analyst, Steve Buchanan. Help give us the lowdown on all things Monday Night Football coming up tonight. But before we look forward to tonight, Steve... We got to look back because it was a crazy Sunday again. What surprised you the most, maybe? You know, here's a stat that surprised me, okay? Since Halloween, which was two weeks ago, eight teams who were favored by seven points or more have lost. Before that happened, that didn't happen at all in the 2021 season. So basically what that means is no game should be played on Halloween because the rest (laughs) of the season just becomes cursed. Okay, that's what happens. Yeah, But it comes back to... The Buccaneers losing 29 to 19 against the Washington football team. They were 11 for 19 on third down conversions yesterday. That can't happen anymore. If the Bucs think that they're going to win it all, that was a massive upset there. Obviously, nobody thinks that that was, you know, that's not a surprise to anybody that that was my surprise, but unbelievable that the Bucs lost that game. Yeah, crazy. And I, I talked about it a little bit earlier too. Like I know for whatever reason, like, Taylor Heineke plays really good against the Bucs and he did in the playoffs last year and he did again here, but 
bizarre, bizarre, bizarre. And I agree with you on Halloween stuff. Spooky stuff happens on Halloween, okay? No question. <laughs> Let's get into this Monday night football game, though. My 49ers, I'm worried about them, but they're three and a half oh. point home dogs at Levi Stadium against the Rams. What are just your initial thoughts on the spread? And maybe the total, too. I've seen it bounce around between 50 and 50 and a half. Yeah, I didn't realize this was your 49ers, so I'm sorry to say that I have no love for them at all here, oh, and neither no. does the public. 89% of the handle, 89% of the bets are on the Rams tonight. We've been seeing a little bit of reverse line movement in this game as well. Even though all the money and the bets are on the Rams, this dip from minus four to minus three and a half. So those are a couple red flags, right? But Look, I don't think that this is a line that I have to worry about. There's two things that have happened so far this week in the NFL. We got two gifts when it comes to the line. One of them was the Cowboys at minus eight against the Falcons because of how bad the, the Cowboys looked and how good the Falcons looked the week before. That's what I think is happening here with the Rams. If they won last week, if they didn't get blown up by the Titans, this is at least two or three points higher. Sean McVay, 9-2 and two against the spread on the road coming off the loss. And then the Niners, what are they doing at home? Don't mm. they like playing at home? Nope. The records don't show that. 0-4 both against the spread and straight up at home. And against the spread, they're failing to cover by an average of 12.4 points. Stormy, I think you would even agree to say that's pretty bad. I'm crying. It's so sad. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm back in the Rams in this spot too. And I do get a little bit anxious when I'm like so heavily invested on the same side as the public. But I do. I like LA here a lot. And speaking of the 49ers at home, you're just talking 0-4 this year at home. They're like, I think, lost 10 of their last 11 or 11 of their last 12 at Levi yeah, Stadium. Yeah, 1-10 since last year. Yep. Crazy. Yep, they should have just kept yeah, Candlestick. Really Why'd you blow that thing up? Silly, silly people. Uh, right. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Hey, what about some of our prop betting opportunities, though? If, if you could only give out one, what would your number one prop be tonight that you feel the most confident Ooh. in? Uh, I'm going to go with Van Jefferson over 48 and a half receiving yards. You know, this was somebody that a couple of days ago seemed like he was going to be phased out of this offense. And Robert Woods tears his ACL. And now at least for tonight, I think he's going to be involved while Odell Beckham Jr. kind of gets acclimated with this offense. His average distance of target, Van Jefferson, is 13. That is by far the highest on the Rams. Cooper Cup is second, and he's just over eight. And that average distance of target is also the 15th highest in the league, and that's amongst receivers with 30 or more targets so far. He's going to get a good matchup in coverage against Emmanuel Mosley and Josh Norman. Norman specifically, 12 yards per reception on a 75% catch rate against opposing receivers in coverage. I think this is one of the last times you're going to see a lot of Van Jefferson, but he makes a count tonight. Okay, good stuff. It's also, as we know, OBJ's first day with the, the Rams in game action, it looks like. And I was seeing on DraftKings, there's a number of specials for him and his new yeah. team moving forward. So you've got regular season receptions with the Rams, receiving yards. for the, like what, what all do they have to offer? Yeah, so there's a lot of, uh, you know, numbers on there. If you look at the, the DraftKings Sportsbook, you can look at some of those numbers there. Like, I'm not too high on any of these because, quite frankly, I don't know how much he's going to be utilized in this offense, even with Robert Woods out of here. Mm -hmm. I'm not really taking today as a, as a game that he's going to be heavily involved. So if you take out today's game, he needs to average like six and a half receptions per game, 89 yards per game to hit the overs on these numbers here. The touchdowns is the one I'm probably more interested in. You're getting even money on the over. I think they're going to use him as that downfield throw and if they're connecting on those downfield threats, a lot of the times he's going to take it to the house. He still has the talent here. So I'd be more likely to take the over on the touchdowns with the receptions and the receiving yards with Cooper Cup in the mix. Those seem like tough numbers to hit the over on. Okay, good stuff. I also see here you like the Rams plus, uh, oh, sorry, more than three and a half touchdowns. Is that correct? Am I reading this right? Plus 135? 
Yeah, for the Rams tonight, Stafford has thrown three or more touchdowns in five of the Rams' nine games, and the Niners have allowed only three passing touchdowns in a game, but the Rams are throwing 60% of the time. This is a get-right spot for the Rams. They're going to be making a statement out here tonight, so I wouldn't be surprised if they put some crooked numbers on the board. And Matt Stafford has just been so efficient with his receivers. Like I said, with Van Jefferson, with Cooper Cup, I think they're going to get into the end zone easily in this game. The 49ers are allowing an average of 20 26 points per game to opposing teams. I think they get over three and a half touchdowns tonight. So one more while we're sticking on just like Rams receiving type things here real quick. I was looking at Cooper Cup's receptions, seven and a half. Yeah. He's gone seven plus in eight of the last nine games. I didn't like the 96 receiving yards, but I was contemplating the receptions. Do you think that could be a good spot? Absolutely, especially with Robert Woods out of the mix. You like the biggest bump is probably actually going to go to Tyler Higby. Right. I do like to score, uh, score a touchdown tonight, but he's someone that they usually use in the red zone. They didn't really use him too much on those first and second down. So I think Cooper Cup. I mean, he's been the alpha in this uh, uh, in this offense, and quite frankly, through all the NFL. Like, he's just been that guy without Robert Woods. Stafford's going to lean on Cooper Cup a little bit more, especially with OBJ not uh, up to speed as of yet, too. So I do like that over on his receptions. I love looking through all of these, though, and it's just confirming how down we all are on the 49ers right now because, yes, you do have the anytime touchdown plus 225. But then the last one here on your list, Jimmy Garoppolo over half an interception. So you think he's going to throw picks and the Rams offense is going to do work. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, four interceptions in his last five games for Jimmy Garoppolo. The Rams have one of the best pass rushes in the league. And now the Niners not only have to worry about Aaron Donald in the interior, but they have to compensate over a right tackle. They went down on the IR last week. So now they're going to be shifting a couple guys in that area. That's probably going to be a weak spot for them in this game. And against this team with this type of pass rush, you can't have weaknesses. But that's what they have in this one here. Jimmy G, at least one interception. Come on, come on. We'll take the over on that one. No question. And we have no weaknesses on the show because of all of your excellent insights. So thank you so much for coming on, Steve. We appreciate you. As always, we will talk to you later. That's DraftKings NFL analyst Steve Buchanan. And my final picks today for the Monday Night Football game, I am going to go ahead and bet that Cooper Cup over seven and a half receptions tonight. I like it. I think he'll be a major contributor again. And Rams minus three and a half. That's a wrap for today. Keep it locked on VSIN, the Sports Spreading Network. Rush Hour is next. New to the game or a season better? OddsTrader.com has everything you need to make the right bet ahead of kickoff. Begin your handicapping journey with OddsTrader. Improve your edge by finding the best price on every game from sportsbooks in your backyard. Take advantage of the numerous sign-up bonus offers to pad your bankroll. Dive into key game statistics, player performance, and even account for the projected game day weather. Best of all, you can use the OddsTrader bet tracker to keep a log of your action. Welcome to OddsTrader, and best of luck. The VEASAN Midseason Football Special is here. Put the VEASAN betting experts to work for you from now through February for only $99. Daily best bet emails, 24-7 video streaming, betting splits for every sport, point spread weekly, plus in-depth data and analysis on VEASAN.com. Sign up today at VEASAN.com slash subscribe and get everything we have to offer for the rest of the football season for only $99. That's VEASAN.com slash subscribe. This is VSIN, the sports betting network.
Whether you're a novice or a seasoned veteran in the sportsbook, VEASAN is here to help you improve your sports betting skills. VEASAN has assembled the leading team of insiders and handicappers to analyze every angle of every game so you can make the most informed wagering decisions. The VEASAN approach is simple. The more you know as a sports better, the better chance you have to succeed. We cover every sport from the better's perspective, and we bring that in 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 perspective. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Smart journalism. Fascinating topics. Words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing, and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish. Streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. At- 